Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh my God. All right, everybody. Hello, it's Michelle Collins. Take three. We did two other intros. <laughs> Take three. But this is going to be the one I feel it. I feel it in my skeletal system. I'm Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. Uh, I'm here with Dan Acton. We're doing the unthinkable because I'm in Amsterdam and Dan has a day job. And so what we're doing is uh, we are recording this. It is now 1133. I want hostage footage. I'm showing the time to the camera. PM. It is uh, 5.30 p.m. where Dan is, which just happens to be in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> and we're doing it. <laughs> Listen, we gave such a good we gave such good episode last week that I feel like the listener has to understand if this week isn't as good. I'm in my pajama mode. I'm in sleepover Sally mode. Hi, I got my glasses on, no makeup. Are you I just in your put pajamas? On. Yeah. 
Really? But you you have like a gold chain. You look great. You look great. You look very done up. Well, you're just. What do you think? I, you're describing me for those who can't see me. Like I'm going to bed like the Rock. I have a little gold chain on that I wear that I shower <laughs> and in, else, yeah. and that's it. And my right. big ass titties, my pendulous bosom, <laughs> swinging to and fro, and then my vaginal lips and feet. Is that not going to be good enough for you, Dan? <laughs> this episode is going to just be absolutely take four. horrific. <laughs> Take four. (laughs) Every time I hear my laugh, genuinely, I don't understand how my laugh sounds like that. I when it comes out of my body, it feels very normal and natural. It doesn't feel. It's like the noise my body wants to make, and then I hear it, and it's it's worse than the clicking sound in The Last of Us reference. I just watched two of the episodes. gearing up for the big gay episode three of the last of us i think that episode got like everyone on board we're like oh there's like a fun gay episode all right i'll watch it sounds like it It got it got me on board i started watching last night Mm. i liked it i don't know i I like uh, it i like it i can't not be part of a conversation so if i know that there's some sort (laughs) of what is it prestige tv i have to be part of the prestige remember the movie the prestige ed norton uh yeah maybe it was it's anyway (laughs) it's late at night getting the last word uh i'm feeling absolutely fucking great and i can't wait to host at 11 35 p.m it's gonna be a great app danny boy um we have a lot to talk about we have a lot to talk about and yet nothing at all no i just watched the last of us the first two can i just say (laughs) something about it before we go into any other bullshit that we're going to talk about Mm mm-hmm uh, I know it's based on a video game, and I know you haven't seen the second episode, so I, I, I'm i not going to spoil a lot. Like, I feel like had I known this, it wouldn't have ruined the episode for me. You can spoil Basically, it. if you haven't seen it, it's a zombie film about mushrooms. It's a fungal zombie film uh, right. series. Okay, 1136. Right. And, and it's, you know, the opening is very good. The first episode I really liked that. The uh, opening you know, was so very f- good when I... S- Wow. When I started watching it, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm settling in. This is good. I, I was very totally well into made. It. That yep. little baby uh, Tandy Newton, and then I looked, and it's her daughter. Oh, yeah. I was like, this girl looks exactly like her, and it's her freaking daughter. Anyway, she was fabulous, <laughs> better actor than her mother. I'll say it. And uh, it was a great episode. And I have a good Pedro Pascal story actually, which I'm sure I've told. That it's I'll tell it again for fun. Um, And then episode two is sort of fast forward into the future. Now it's current times. And I know it's based on a video game, but this show makes no sense. These people have been taken over by a deadly brain altering fungus that turns people into like human brain, like Mars attacks in a jar, essentially, if you've seen these creatures that it turns you into. Then he goes with his girlfriend and some new kid out into the wild and for some reason they end up at like the Isabella Gardner Museum. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, (laughs) why are you at the museum? Well, I don't understand it. And then eventually these idiots, it's almost what I like about it. And actually if I reframe it, it'll be a new context. What happens if idiots were in charge of saving mankind? If you look at it through that lens, because I think we always, I mean, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it is. Because we give these shows, at least I do, because you know that there are professional television writers behind it or what have you, you really think, yeah. well, clearly the people who are leading this are geniuses. They're smart. Like that, that's why they were 
picked for this journey because they're going to make it through. And now that I'm watching it, I'm like, oh no, these are actual morons. They don't know what they're doing at all. It's frustrating. It's very, very hard to watch. I must admit. Wait, are they making like bad decisions? I, I don't know. I kind of think that like Horrendous. having like 20 years later, I mean, it's like COVID. You get like sloppy and you know, whatever. No, don't I know, think? but it's, I mean, my whole thing is they know that this fungus is in the air, okay? They, you breathe it in, right? They come across the bridge and they overlook the bridge and there's just piles of bodies like thriving and they're like, wow, look at that. <laughs> Get out of there! You know you can breathe it in, and sure enough, one of them, whatever. Anyway, listen, I don't want to get into it, but it's right. very frustrating to watch. I'll get you the game. Please get me the game. Also, then I'm watching I'll, it. I'm going to send you the PlayStation. Why are people playing this as a game? I, I don't understand this. I don't understand culture. I don't understand what people are doing, <laughs> and that's it. And meanwhile, I have no hobbies. So today I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, right. you have no hobbies. <laughs> I was walking around this godforsaken, beautiful, freezing city. And I thought, you know, I was supposed to have a meeting. It got canceled. It's a long story. So I had the day mm. to myself and I really tried to turn it into a rom-com mish day, which I'll tell you about. But it, uh, essentially what happened is I was walking around the city because, you know, I'm debating where I'm going to live and I'm debating making this one of the places that I right. live because it's very beautiful. I love Europe. And it's, I, I think financially it makes sense. A lot of things make sense about it. But I realized if that happens, A, I don't have too many friends here. So I... A, I have to make friends. And then B, I need to get a hobby. Like, I need a hobby. And it can't... The Mm. shopping is over. I'm done with it. I'm so bored with it. I literally look in a store window and I'm like, I feel nothing. I don't... I genuinely don't need anything. Packing to come here, I realized, you're sick. This stops. You don't need anything (laughs) else. This stops today. This stops right here. The buck stops here, literally. Your bucks (laughs) stop here. And it's at the threshold of a Marshall's Home Goods collab store. Um, Well, anyway, um, so what hobbies? I was thinking pottery or flowers. What were you thinking? No, I was going to say you could pick the violin back up. Oh, that's the worst idea. (laughs) I hated playing the violin. All right. And then what? And then what? I'm just annoying my neighbors. Let's say I pick up my way. You could be Jack A. Benny. Please. <laughs> I'm like, Johan Bach, concerto number three. So stupid. Was there a famous Mary composer? I don't know. Uh, Mary. Probably. Um, Jerry Brookheimer's greatest hits. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, it's late. Also, how soon until the neighbors complain? If there is somebody in the room next well, to me, I'm being loud right now and it's late. I was thinking about that. 100% we'll that's how you're going to meet people. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yes. Ding dong. I'm just sawing away. Like my fingers are crossed on the bow. Please let the name of the day. And then they're like, uh, you know, ding dong. And I'm like, yes, it is Shostakovich. Thank you for asking. Why don't you come in? Put your feet up for a while. Let me regain. Listen, this is also triggering from when I was a kid. And my mom, as you well know, and the people know, made me play the Schindler's List theme for company. Like, I cannot play. You know, my mother would make me well, bring my violin down. they would be afraid down. to say anything then. If you played that really loud, nobody's gonna, nobody could say That's anything. True. I'm, I'm like, anyone for Yerushalayim Shel Zahav again? I thought so. Play it again. Play it again, Shlomo. That's what I keep yelling. They're like, oh my God. 
It's a book called Play It Again, Shlomo. Shout out to my grandfather, Shlomo. Now, what I want to say is, okay, pottery. I just need hobbies. I don't know what they are. I don't know what people do here. I don't hmm. smoke pot. Um, I guess I could start exercising on a regular basis. I could do yoga, yeah. things like that. Yeah. But there has to be something artistic that adults artistic. gather to do. Well, what else would it be? Like, uh, you know, what other hobbies? Yeah, They're bingo. A... I mean, what do people do? I don't know what hobbies are. Well, Softball? Like drink I don't know what. Or whatever. Stickball? Yeah. I don't know. The Sandlot? Like, I don't know. Drinking paint? That sounds fun. That <laughs> one I would paint. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, not a drinking paint. You what? We are drinking paint. Drinking paint. Where the night leads. That, I could use that to be honest. Oh my god. But Dan, what are your hobbies? You have hobbies? Uh, yeah, actually, I haven't played the piano in a little bit, but I have a, a oh. keyboard in my closet that I bring out from time to time. Um, I don't know. I like to cook. I like mixology. Cooking. Uh, you know theater. what? Cooking is a big one. Theater. You know. Mm. Maybe I should act. Yeah. Cooking you is really a have really... to go to the. Yeah. The I was going to say, you have to go to the Sex Museum in Amsterdam. Oh my God. It's I'll, so I'll make a funny. deal with you. I'll make a yeah. deal with you. Next time you're in Paris, because I know you go yeah. often, yeah. you'll come here if I'm here and we'll go together. Yes. Okay. I only right. will go to that museum with you and it's a, I'll shake on that right now. It's killer. All right. Uh, you think, if you think I'm going to go to the Sex Museum by myself, that is one of the funniest things. I mean, it's. That's also it's one of the way, a great way to. Not to really, people. <laughs> yeah, not really. I wear a trench coat and just undies <laughs> around my ankles. Somehow they never fall off. People are like, what is No, the there's literally deal? like like robots no, that like have the trench coat that like illustrate no, what a flasher is. It's so funny. <laughs> my day anyway. was like, I tried to basically have my kind of Meg Ryan in the city day. I first of all, I looked mm. really cute. You know, when you feel cute, it changes the whole trajectory. It just changes your whole yeah. energy. I was really yeah. loving my outfit. I was sort of dressed like if Kelly Ben Simone was a rabbi, I would say. I'm trying to think of how I could describe my look. <laughs> but if like a chic kind of up and coming Upper East Side woman happened to also be involved in rabbinical study, that was sort of the look. Because I have the Zara coat and it's just like a long black. It's a woman's coat, but it looks very manly, you know, but it's very chic. Right. And it is a rabbi's coat. Every time I put it on, I'm going, it's straight up. Play it again, Shlomo. That's what I always say the moment I put it on. <laughs> but it looks great. It's like very, I feel very modeling in it. Like, what are you laughing at? I don't know. I was just thinking about you pulling out a scroll and like just scrolling through your like uh, grocery, grocery list or whatever. Like a huge old Taurus scroll. Yeah. I have it on my back. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I forgot yeah. carrots. That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> and then my new Dutch sitcom, Play it again, Shlomo. I forgot carrots. It becomes the biggest. It's the new iCarumba. Anyway, um, I uh, where was I? I had this meeting. It didn't go as planned. Not a bad thing. I don't even know. It's it was basically like a residency situation. And um, oh, do I discuss? No, I don't think it's a good idea to bring it up yet. I'll wait. Okay. I have some good stories, but right. I have to wait. But I thought I was going to have another meeting in the later in the day, which didn't happen because I needed the first one to go, you know what I mean? Like as planned, whatever. Right. So I had the day to myself. It actually was freezing out, but it was uh, sunny, which was nice, very windy. And mm. I thought, you know what? I'm going to be like a fun lady. I'm going to go treat myself to a beautiful lunch somewhere because I've only been eating sandwiches for the past like five days. I thought I'm going to have a yeah. hot meal. I'm going to get a martini and a hot meal. And I'm going to go buy myself a fancy candle because uh, the hotel that I'm oh. in, which is nice, I thought that was a good idea. That sounds like a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so first I went to the Diptyque store because I am 
I'm basic, except you spell basic B-A-I-E-S sick. That's the name of one of their candles. <laughs> For those who don't know, and in fact, let me grab it. It's right here. In fact, the very candle I bought. I'm a basic bitch. Uh. Like, straight away. <laughs> Have you ever had this one? It's the most basic what does it say of babies. It says babies. It say? And then today oh. it's I don't know what it means, but today when I went and I said, Oh, um, may I, I I would just like to buy one of the bays. I always say bays, and the one was like the bay candle. Like I'm an idiot. I went, um, <laughs> I said, sorry, I'm American. And they didn't laugh. What was I saying? So I got this fancy candle. Uh, and then I took myself to Chaconi's, which is a very douchey chain that I just love so much. And I went in and I really had a magical lunch because there was a very lovely, for sure G Italian host, like Maitre D. And I walked in in my chic, I was wearing this like very chic cashmere turtleneck. I really felt like put together today. Beautiful makeup yeah. on. No one here wears makeup. So even if I have a little bit of makeup, it's like, who does she think oh, she is? You know, like, which right. is nice. <laughs> and so I walked in and I said, um, is there any room for me for lunch? And he went, uh, how many? And I said, uh, oh, just me. And I said, put me next to someone fun. I always make that joke when I'm alone. Like, oh, put me next to some fun people so I can eavesdrop. And it 90% yeah. of the time gets a laugh. 10% to <laughs> like, okay. Anyway. But to be charming, you know, he gave right. me the best table in the entire restaurant, corner seat in the booth. I could see mm. I, by the window. I could see everybody. It was just Love heaven that. on earth. And the food wasn't even good. I just had a wonderful time. But then I came home and it was like, you know, 430 or so. And I thought, how does this bitch not have a fucking hobby? I need one. So this is the new goal for 2023. Right. Find a hobby. Okay. And you want it to be creative? Ideally, yes. Now, funny enough, you know, I watch the great pottery throwdown or whatever, and I love it. And I think it yeah. would be very meditative and soothing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would um, it, it would just be a good place to turn my brain off, which is really what I would love to do. Uh, but I don't know. A writing group? Um, glass blowing? That's a great idea. Let me go find a glory hole in Amsterdam. <laughs> And uh, let me go schwitz literally every last hair on my fucking scalp off to make a bowl that's going to shatter in a second. You know what, Dan? You're right. That's really going to turn my bee off. Go, let, me go, <laughs> let me go blow into a big pipe in a huge fire hole. Good thinking. No. Um, no, I'll maybe get into pottery. Anyway, uh, by the way, I wanted to tell my Pedro Pascal story quickly. And then also we have oh, yeah. a lot to get to because we got some emails. We have advice. Danny, our advice lately has been killing it, I feel. Oh, good. We've been saving lives? I think so. I think we have been, yes. Uh, my Pedro Pascal story goes like this, and it's always fun to relive it when he has a new hit out, which is like once a year. So today is Pedro Pascal, Pascal Day. Uh, I was at a party that our friend Jeffrey Self, who actually was on the podcast, what, about three or four weeks ago, threw in LA. And I was standing at a table with some drinks on it, what have you, pouring myself something. And there was this good looking guy, like just like a sexy guy next to me. I remember feeling, I just was like, okay, who's, who's this guy think mm. he is? You know, I always think that. Right. And uh, he was talking to someone and he goes, yo man, like, oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so stoked. And I can't wait. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much. So the friend leaves and now it's just me and this guy. And I lean over jokingly and I go, are you going to be on Game of Thrones? Like as a full <laughs> fucking joke because it was the biggest show on television. It's right. LA. I figured, what are you going to be on Game of Thrones? Like, ha ha ha. He yeah, went, yes. Right, right, right. He went, yes. <laughs> How did you know that? And I said, That's what? Awesome. Isn't that funny? I said, excuse me. He went, I'm going to be on Game of Thrones. I went, what are you talking about? And it was him. 
And it's funny because he was there with Sarah Paulson, which was, uh, they're the best of friends. So uh, whatever. But I remember like being in love with him. I just remember talking to him and thinking, yeah, he's so my type in that he's just like hot, but not hot. That is, you might, if you had to pinpoint, I mean, you know what I mean by he's hot as shit, like, but yeah, he's not conventionally to, yeah, exactly. LA hot. You know, he's like manly. Right, he doesn't just, look like a doll. Exactly. He's got like a Javier Bardeminess to him that I yeah. find hot. And so, uh, better looking though. But anyway, so we were chatting and he was like, we should hang out. He gave me his number. That's a true story. And I was mm. like, he's saved on my phone is Pedro BBQ. I still have it. And I think, <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever texted him. I must have. I think I must have once. Should I search? I'm like nervous to check. Look it up. Yeah. I know because like, what if you're not? Okay, let me look. Wow. Watch it was like on my droid. I'll shit. If I message this guy on my droid and I don't have a record of it, wait, no, I have a guy who ran an Airbnb named Pedro. <laughs> What's this? Uh, nope, I do not. It must have been on my droid. Mm. Well, there goes history yet again. Thanks Damn to it. my droid. Okay. Uh, you know, I could have even gotten a photo of us and it, you couldn't even see who it was right. because it was my droid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. the end of the story is... Um, Oh, see? Oh, more results when it finishes indexing. Finish indexing. Anyway, let me see. Oh, God, he was such a nice guy, though. He was so sweet. And then, obviously, in any sort of romantic capacity, it wouldn't have happened anyway. But you uh, yeah. know what I mean? Well, you never know, yeah. I guess. But yeah, you never know. Maybe I would have scratched a very particular itch. <laughs> 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 maybe that's my hobby. Scratching very particular itches. Cheers to that, ladies and gentlemen. What, Dan? Yeah, could be a professional cuddler. Oh my God, I'd be awful at that. Because I need feeling. I need feeling behind it. If you're going to touch me, if you're going to cuddle me, like I have to feel something for you. Otherwise, please don't touch me. Yes. Are you not like that? Can you just cuddle with just about anybody? Not me. Uh, No, that is, well, just about anybody. Um, I can probably get in the mood. Just about anybody. I mean... I feel like that means you can. <laughs> yes, that's... He just revealed something about himself, and we can move on. I, I just seen furtive eye contact. I gotta Google furtive. <laughs> I gotta see. I think that was on my droid. Hold on a minute. Furtive. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I swear to God. Attempting to avoid notice or attention. Furtive eye contact. So you mean eye contact where someone's not looking at you? <laughs> right, right. That's, that's, oh. the main, that's the turn on, yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Um... By the way, let me just say one other thing, speaking of men, which uh, has been really cracking me up. So I've only been in town for like three days, and my flight here actually was very uh, easy for the most part. Uh, We were delayed a little bit. Actually, that's not true. It was snowing in Chicago. We took off pretty much on time, though. Um, I I wish that there was uh, some sort of reality show based in lounges. In the lounges Ooh. across America, because I gotta say, there should actually be a dating show called The Lounge, where singles, when they're in the lounge, can sit in a special area, like a single That's a good bar idea. in the airport yes. lounge. That's a good gonna, idea. Don't you think so? Because I gotta say, yes. there's a lot of stray dick happening up in those lounges. Every time I go in, I'm going, what is going on? It's all men. Something's up. It's all furtive eye contact. It is, honey. I'm I'm feeling furtive right now. I feel a bit of furtive. I don't know what the that furtive means. Furtive crescent? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I that's what I call the particular itch. <laughs> 
stupid. I'm sorry. Edit this whole thing out. No, don't. Don't. Leave it in. It Leave in. it in. It's 11.50. What time is it? Y'all, it's 11.56. You have to like give It's me... not even midnight. Midnight snack. Come on. That's true. Wow. We're yes, you're that. right. Oh, we should celebrate midnight when it happens. Like this yeah. is really... I should get a snack. Okay, done. Anyway, <laughs> there are so many, so many guys who just seem... Well, you know, you could take it one step further and have... Um, consensual uh visit rooms you know in the lounge oh. what do you call them well they like do have, well they sometimes they uh, yeah they do have sometimes have like showers and like there's not like well, a patrol no i know but i think what i'm trying to say is that i mean i don't know if the uh, showers is for a very particular kind of congressman dan and i don't know if we're <laughs> i just can't see myself clicking with someone and being like let's go to the shower you know anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a grinder question for you. Will you put a pin in that? Because I want to get back to that. I'm yeah. a bit scattered because yeah, of the absolutely. time. Long story short, I think that there should be a dating show in airport lounges. I think that it would be a wonderful mm-hmm. way. And it's also very bachelor-like or bachelorette-like setup where there's 15 guys for every girl in the lounge. So <laughs> if you agree to be a part of the show when you enter the lounge, then it also, I think it's really funny because you get to see what people dress up or dress like for flights. I will. I yeah. think that overall, I'm going to make a comment that people are not going to like. And actually, I know that I'm right about this. I think that, that overall, men dress much better for flights than women. I well, I don't know about hundred percent. You know what? I I, I was going to say like I I think that men dress very well for flights, or there are a lot more men. Yeah, for women. Well, yeah, because like for men dressing up, it's almost like. Everybody's essentially trying to get yoga pants and yoga, but like you want something that's yes. like dark and like, but warm, like it covers your skin from the, the cold and like, but you're, you can, you know, be in different positions or whatever and it's comfortable. And I think back like in the shower, I'm confused. Go on back into the shower. Uh, but I think there are like better options for guys like that. I don't know. I think that what it actually is, is your grade A patriarchy, because most of the men who are flying are businessmen. And so they are flying in their suits. Hear me out. I'm talking domestic flights, especially, but even for international flights, speaking of who I saw on my plane, I don't know. You just never see women. I'll say this. If you threw like a random business meeting in the airport, more men would be dressed appropriately for that meeting than women. And that's just and that includes myself, by the way, because I'm usually in like jeans and a sweater or whatever and sneakers for a flight. I think that the art of getting dressed up for planes has died. My mother, when we used to travel when I was little, even to Israel or what have you, would always be in a blazer, slacks, dressed very smart, you know. And as a result, often, never with me. She always talks about that, by the way. She was never once upgraded to business with me. With my brother, yes. With my dad, (laughs) never with me. I'm like... Well, guess what, bitch? Now I pay for it myself. Okay, so how does that well, work? Yeah. When I was a kid, there was sort of a dress code because um, my father worked for the airline. And so we oh, would go. He? Yeah. So so we went, you know, courtesy of the airline. But there was a dress code. We did have to dress up. I don't think I had to wear a tie or anything. But like there was like you did have to have like a belt and like, you know, slacks. You couldn't like show up and whatever. Um, I'm picturing Bart Simpson in church, but little Dan. Yeah, basically. basically. Hair split down the middle, comb to the sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then back then, like we actually got sometimes put into first, which like you got a huge rock solid uh, ball of ice cream with like fudge over it. It was great. (laughs) But yeah, I upgraded myself and they brought down the ice cream tray. And I said, no, I just want everyone to know that I have limits because ice cream does not do it for me. Funny fact about me. Don't care for it. Long story short, uh, so those are my theories about the lounge and dating. 
I don't think it matters necessarily what women dress like. You know, men might say the opposite because if you see a woman in like yoga pants and a crop top, to them, that's that's dressing great for a flight. Whereas I'm like, wear something professional. Meanwhile, I'm dressed like a 13-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like- I mean, I was dressed fairly well for this flight, to my credit. I was in a nice sweater and like nice jeans, but... Who cares? What I've noticed ever since coming... I'm checking the time. It's 12.01, people. Happy Midnight Snack Celebration Day. We did it. Happy it midnight. is midnight. I'm recording the show at midnight. Was that a drum roll? Nice job. Yeah. I heard it. Wow. Thanks. Oh, thank uh, you. DJ Khaled. We love it. I'm excited. No. <laughs> what I've noticed here... I was in Miami for two and a half months. Men in Miami and Fort Lauderdale are just not my speed. Like I feel like, and I talked about this on my other show, but just the look of Miami men is just not for me. It's Miami in general, Miami people in general. It's not my energy. Um, I understand when people say they don't like Miami, I can go, I know why because of this, right? Because of that. (laughs) Did I tell you that when I was on the, when I was on the Virgin cruise, um, I was with Jake and, uh, and his uh, friend, who, uh, David, forgive me, 1202, David, who's the best. And this guy comes up to our table and he's like, oh, hey, guys. Now, I didn't, I'd never met this man before. Yeah. I thought for sure the other boys knew him. This was late at night. He goes, hey, it's great to see you. And we're like, oh, hi. And he goes, yeah, you know, blah, 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 asking us questions. He goes, oh, I live in um, Boca, Raton. And I said, oh, Boca. I know Boca. How do you like it there? He goes, you know what? There are a lot of Jews there. He said that. He went, there are a lot of Jews there. And I, and I listened and I thought, it's happening right now. I'm, I'm living through mm. that moment that, you know, he doesn't know I'm Jewish and he's saying it like that and I'm yeah. feeling it. And the thing is, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> and I get it. Right. But only I can say that. You know, only other Jewish people yeah. can note how many Jewish people are in a neighborhood. You cannot, <laughs> you know, he felt what made me feel terrible is that i think that we've made america such a safe space to neg on jewish people now that he didn't even question if it was appropriate or not to say oh too many jews that's wild and he went on and i went i just want to let you know i'm jewish i I did say it because i was like uh and you can choke by the way also he's not wrong and i i wouldn't live in (laughs) (laughs) but also and you know what i said to him oh i know what he said he goes there's a lot of jews here but a great school system and you know what i said i go funny that you you're complaining about the jewish people right yeah but the reason why the schools are good is because jewish people value education you know it's like jews are very much up in the business of the teachers you know what i mean they're very uh, involved (laughs) in public schools as well and so it's you can't have it both ways you can't have i mean that's not to um negate the many school systems around the country that have no jewish students and are very uh you know, I would say arguably one of the best high schools in Miami, which is Palmetto. I don't know it to be a Jewish high school, even though it's public. You know what I mean by that? I could be wrong. Um, it's yeah. down in Kendall. But anyway, I may I may just be spewing such lies right now. I'm hearing myself. I could be saying everything I'm saying could be wrong. It may be full of Jewish people. I have no idea. I've never been there. And in fact, the one guy I knew who went there was Jewish. But I don't know for a fact. But, you know, you just can't have... I just didn't like that. He goes, oh, a lot of Jews, but good schools. I'm like, well, why the fuck do you think that is? You know what I mean? <laughs> Get your fucking kids out of there with all those fucking Jews then. You know? Oh, really bothered me. Anyway, so, <laughs> where were we? Did you buy a round of drinks? No, we walked away. And then I turned to Jake and David to uh-huh. be like, who the fuck was that? They said, we've never talked to this man before on the boat. He just came up to us. Oh. To oh. spew <laughs> his rhetoric. Just a free range. Yeah. 
it's just a free range spewing, just a furtive spewing is what I would call it. <laughs> um, my point is, is that I think that because my eyeballs like shut down Terminator style because I wasn't like meeting anybody in South right. Florida for two months. Yeah. Now I come here and I don't think you people understand how hot the men are here. It is actually, I don't care. It's not even about the height. Like who cares? Short, tall, old, young. It does not matter. They all dress like hot Brooklyn hipster pieces of shit. They're all <laughs> hot. It is, it genuinely confuses the brain because you're just like, how is every single person, even the ugly ones, how are they hot? Mm. Like, I don't understand how this happened. And I think that I broke my brain so far in Miami that now I'm just rearing to go. You know what I mean? I'm, I hit the ground running and it feels great. You got to the live there long enough to like soak it all up. Like that's when I was living in Japan for two years. It like mm -hmm. gradually got like I was gradually dressing better and like hipper and stuff. I'm like, this is great for me. <laughs> like, Wait, that's, I, I feel that that happens to me when I'm here yeah. too, where yeah, like I was in Miami and I went to um, my favorite slash least favorite store, Banana Republic. And I bought this shirt that I would have never bought. And I mean, even as far as a year ago, there's no reality, which I would have bought. Right. Uh, it was, I think it actually was from the men's department, but it was an off white cotton turtleneck. It fits very cute though. It doesn't look like a men's shirt. It's like kind of, you know, a little oversized, but very, very cute. Yeah. I look, you know, it's very Gorton's Fisherman. I never would have ever bought this shirt Trust in any reality. <laughs> what? Trust him. You... <laughs> trust the Gorton's anyway. Fisherman. Fisherman. Anyway. Okay, so trust the, hold on, no. Trust the Gorton's Fisherman. Remix That's that. Nice. That's the theme to our dating show. I'm telling you, or this show. Your, do the your doorbell song? is ringing like incessantly. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> I open the door in a yellow slicker. What is all yeah, the right. hubbub out here? <laughs> Fish stick. <laughs> a tray from out of the coat. Fish stick. No, it's in the coat like gold watches. Just fish sticks. I'm like, anyone for one? Anyway, but I bought the shirt and I'm telling you, I wore it the other day and I looked chic in it. It looked so, it was, it was just a very new moment. I thought, okay, this off-white turtleneck is, is giving, as they say. Now, I love that. I'm so bored with my stories. I genuinely am so bored with myself. I spent all day with myself and I'm over it. Dan, you had quite the weekend. And I want Dan, before we get to all of your advice that you've emailed us and everything else, Dan, do tell us about your weekend. I had a great weekend. First of all, this isn't even, this was just the start of the weekend. I found a wallet and I tracked down the owner and returned it to the owner. That was Friday you know, afternoon. Not to hijack your wallet story, but you know the. I mean, and I pray to God he's not on this Patreon. But you know that one of the guys that I, in my, like, when I say early 20s, I mean, I think I was 20, maybe I had just turned 21, that I dated in New York yeah. was a guy who found my wallet. Mm. Do you know that story? Yeah. Is that how you met? Wow. That's yes, cool. Yes. And he was I British. kind of thought that I, it I really, kind of thought that something might happen because I was looking up, um, he had no Instagram. He had a very unusual name. And I, so I Googled him and he was like, he worked at a law firm. And so I saw his professional photo and I was like, oh, oh. look at this. And then he came very cute, but also very like scruffy and like, I don't know, we looked like each other. I was like, oh, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. No, I do then, think there yeah. is a good meet cute. There is a meet cute. And I mean, it happened to me literally. It's like the I did first... put on a new shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's exciting. Yeah. With mine, I think we spoke on the phone before I met him. I pray he doesn't listen to this. I would actually, I mean, this is, we're talking, it's literally over 20 years ago, but um, 
he was English and I heard the accent and I was like, oh, and I remember calling my friend to be like, this motherfucker is British because the fetish yeah. has been with me forever, you know? And <laughs> the twist is that I met him and he like was not good looking, but he really wasn't, which by the way, again, a trend you will see coming up time and time again in mm. my life. Yeah, I like that. But you know what I mean? But um, I will say that he uh, was funny as shit and charming as ever, you know? Uh, I like that. But no, it didn't end well. But yeah, anyway. Okay, go on. Um, so, so that night I was, uh, meeting my friend out for drinks and I just discovered this new bar that's, uh, small, very cute. I thought I had discovered it. And then I went there and it was like completely packed with like hipsters, half my age. Uh, Dave and Buster's. It (laughs) It was a lens castle. I found this little (laughs) boutique bar. Go on. You can literally build a bear there. Uh, singers. How is there not a gay bar called Build-A-Bear? Are you fucking kidding me I right mean, now? That that's is a funny. problem. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, it's oh, a, a bar called Singers. Singers, oh, singers. <laughs> and so um, great cocktails, beautiful people, whatever. So I go there and it's packed and with my friend and we have like our, our cocktails and we're like, there's literally no place to stand. So I was like, oh, th- I guess there is an outdoor space. It might be too cold, but let's see. So it's open. Um, there's this long outdoor hallway. So we open it up and we thought it was open, but there's all this like, gar- there's this big roll of carpet or whatever to stomp over and like walk through to the back. Oh my God, the carpet. Yeah. So we're having a drink in the back and you know, the, the back starts filling up, the garden starts filling up and some like really cute girls were there at like girls, young women in their twenties. And I overhear them like okay. next to me, they're like, Oh, that's the guy that, that is rolls up in a carpet and lays down at bars and has people trample over him. And I've heard about this. I have heard about this for like, what, 10 years. You've heard of this, haven't you? Of in course it was written about in New York. Yeah. In New York magazine. Wasn't I it? was, yeah, exactly. I was starstruck. Like I couldn't, I, 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 I didn't a pen want sticking out of the little hole in the rug. He's like signs an autograph for you. We were, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I kept like poking my head around the corner. Um, my friend was like talking about it. He had never heard of it. And he kept talking about it way too loud. I was like, do be cool. Like, shut up. Like he could hear you. Like, I don't know. So he I took some photos with him. He's on a carpet. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. He was like right there. And according to his Can interview, he, he says he loves to, to like, no, he doesn't like that. Well, then what does he like? Well, uh, like according to these girls, they were like, oh, he has a, he has a trust fund. He doesn't have to work for a living. So this is literally what he does. Like that's a lie. That's a lie. And he I'm was a child actor. Tell you. He was a child actor. Was he in the Sandlot? Yeah, uh, he was, was probably. He, he, was, he, he might have been one of the Smalls bad news in bears. the Sandlot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was he on Eight Is Enough? It never is enough. <laughs> and you have eight guys standing on him. He's like, not enough. He was, Muffled. He was in a very special Punky Brewster where he got like killed by <laughs> hiding in inside fridge. a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that when Sherry locked herself in that fridge, I'll never forget. That is a uh, reference. I'll never forget. Oh it. my god, that Absolutely stuck with not. me. Punky That's Brewster right. is arguably she's my number one girl boss. She's the person. <laughs> Who made me an independent, funny woman? Well, I'm, 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 I loved her. <laughs> I'm the glomer to your punky. Did you ever watch the cartoon? I did. That was so weird. Why do they have that thing in it? <laughs> you know, we were so lucky to be able to watch that show when we were growing up. Because oh, I don't know. We, I feel like the eighties were punker. Punker. The way punker. Punker. Um. <laughs> 
The 80s, really, when you think about it, the people writing all of those shows were the drug-addled teens of the 70s. <laughs> So yes. you had people whose brains were basically the last of us on mushrooms out of their fucking heads. And now they're the yeah. people responsible for giving the kids of the 80s all of their creative content. And when you think about it, I mean, Pee Wee being, you know, it's interesting because I actually think to myself, we are part of like the last, well, I would argue 90s kids could be funny because a lot of the um, content out of the 90s was very funny as well. Like, 90s yeah. comedies were peak, I think. So I would say that. But uh, yeah, but the 80s so. were like on a different level, just creatively speaking, the <laughs> shit that we used to wear. I mean, it's insane. Right? It's crazy. I'm making so many points. What time is it? 12.15 a.m. I'm They're making bringing points. <laughs> They're bringing it all back. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm doing this so late. I have to be up early, by the way. Guess what? To work again. So uh, I'm a working machine. And I love it. I love to work. I really do. But it's just, all, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so a carpet guy. I have more questions. See, I yeah. would not like it because here's where the issue would start for me. I can't even ride a horse without feeling guilty. If I get on horseback <laughs> because of my my weight and my girth, I immediately or donkey or what have you, I'm immediately oh. I immediately think, "Oh my god, this poor horse." I thought, I thought you meant because of some fetish thing. <laughs> <laughs> Orgasm, and then I feel terrible. I feel like I, <laughs> no, because of my size, Dan. Okay, oh, I can't on. get on a horse. I'm like this poor thing, and they go to where he can, you know, whatever. Like whatever you feel bad about that. Whoever the handler will go. Oh no, don't worry. He can handle up to 400 pounds. And I'm like, excuse me, how much do you think I weigh, sir? But I Did feel you ever like see my the Nathan for you episode where they um it was about a person who owned a horse ranch and because of the size limit his um solution was to tie helium balloons i did i've seen every nathan for you it's the funniest fucking thing it's the best uh, show ever by the way anyway, um, yeah. no but i feel like i would feel I wouldn't be able to stand on him i would immediately and i understand weight dispersion and things like that but i would feel and probably I would be his dream. I mean, imagine like he would feel yeah. these size 11s. He would hear him like in Jurassic Park coming from the doorway going, oh, here we go. You know, no country for old men style. Click, clack, click, clack. She's, oh, Lord, she coming, you know. And then my, my old size 11s would just stomp on him. And I feel for me that I would feel bad for this freak in the carpet for this, you know, Oh God, I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I would. And I also don't like, you basically are involving yourself in a sexual fetish, which for me, I don't think in this wow. case would be consensual. I'd have to see Kevin, the carpet man first. Kevin carpet. He says it's not is. sexual. Well, I just sent you a photo, but well, like, what else but, could it of his face? Yeah, that's him. No. Oh, let me look. Oh, I, I, I don't want to see it. I already know I'm going to hate this. <laughs> I, I, this is not for me. I'm sorry. He looks like he worked with Andy Kaufman in the 70s. Like, his energy to me is very he much... Thought, he, he did. He was like, well, I don't know about that, but like, he, he was a, as a punk uh, 70s and 80s background, and now... I'm telling you, that's his vibe. He's very movie extra, like, I know this part's yeah. gonna be my big break. I know standing he in, in a this... lot of movies. Yeah. Is he? I'm telling you. <laughs> Wrapped up in the carpet, yeah. <laughs> He plays all the cigarettes, like anytime they need, like, or like the, the wind guys, you know, the guys who are like at the car dealerships yeah. or full yeah, of wind. Yeah, he was a nope That's in the him. background. He was one of the, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. 
No, I um, I'm not comfortable with it. I have to be honest. Have you ever been an extra on a film, Dan Acton, or in a TV an extra show? on a film? Oh, I think I'm possibly what oh did i ever tell you when i went went on to be an extra on the smurfs movie like, i mean i is... know we've only gone 44 minutes but this has to be our <laughs> i gotta wrap i'm sorry i have to wrap i, I no, absolutely not not at 12 18 a.m you're not gonna drop to me that you're a fucking extra the neighbors now are calling because now i'm pissed you're not gonna tell me so there an was... extra on the smurfs film the, go on this was so many years ago before it even came out so i didn't even know it was cgi so like i don't know what Wait, I... i'm gonna pass out <laughs> So there was, there was like a Craigslist ad to be like an extra in this, in this upcoming Smurfs movie. So so I was like, whatever. I just moved to New York. I was like, I'm not doing anything. Hobby. So, so I put on like a, like a Smurf blue American apparel t-shirt because they would make like colors like that. I was like, this will be my, you know. You're in. Yeah. And so I go in and it was in the fashion district and it was me and a bunch of teenage girls with their mothers, like all these hope, oh, no. young hopefuls. And so they would call us in one by one. And then when I went in, the guy was like, OK, so basically we're going to take a bunch of photos and we'll give you the CD of it. <laughs> it's like thirty five dollars. And it was it was just like to oh, it was a scam. Yeah, it was a scam. So I. <gasps> I was furious and I opened the door and I said to everybody in the waiting room, I was like, hey, everybody, this is a scam. (laughs) And I marched out. (laughs) Good for you. Wow. (laughs) And like a couple of like the moms and the the girls came out uh, as well. And then like, you know, later I found out it was a CGI movie. But uh, but that was my life. That is actually so fucking hilarious. It took me a minute (laughs) to understand. (laughs) That is so funny. First of all, you would even want to genuinely be an extra in the live action Smurfs movie, which again, this is the whole plot line in Six Degrees of Separation, where Will Smith lies to all these wealthy people that his father, Sidney Poitier, is making a live action version of Cats, which they did make and was hell on earth. And by the way, Ian McKellen, I made this connection, by the way, Ian McKellen, which Six Degrees of Separation one of my favorite movies, not yeah. talked about enough. Also, obviously, based on the play by John Guar, but just one of the best. Will Smith, you know, you can take your Aladdins and you can take your Oscar slaps, but you can never take <laughs> Will Smith's performance in Six Degrees. And I'm going to say this. I mm. think he made it before he was a megastar, although I think he at yeah. that point had already had a music career, so he was famous. Right, but he right. plays this like young gay guy in it. I mean, he has a, a nude gay sex scene in this movie i think it's from 91 it's crazy like no it one talks gone. about it yeah and his career could have so gone good in it he is so he's gorgeous in it and he is so unbelievable and it's stalker channing and donald sutherland oh my gosh this movie by the way if i watch it like i'll end up moving back to new york because it's to me just like the epitome of new york you know this wealthy yeah. upper east side couple they're asshole children but ian mckellen plays this very wealthy south african in it and he's there to buy some artwork because they're art dealers in the film. And uh, he keeps saying to Will Smith, who kind of, you know, he's a scammer in the film, but he sort of um, injects himself into this big dinner. You've seen it, obviously. Hmm. I, I actually yeah, haven't. I really need to watch oh, it. I actually haven't. My... See, this bothers me because everyone is losing their shit. And I haven't seen episode of three of The Last of Us, which the whole reason why we started it was to watch it. But these days, whenever there's a gay theme something, people get very excited, as they should. And we're like, Go back to 1991, whenever this movie came out. That's, I mean, I hope... Well, that is true. I hope that nothing... I mean, if we want to talk about, like, 
bravery. I don't think anything like that was happening. This was pre-drag race. I mean, you know, this was like at a time. Oh, anyway. So Ian McKellen is there and basically Will Smith. Oh my God. Should I just tell the whole movie? It's one of my favorite movies. Can I tell a 10 second version of it? Will Smith shows up at this wealthy door. I won't spoil the twist. Uh, bleeding and it's Stocker Channing and Donald Sutherland and he goes I'm so sorry I was just stabbed in Central Park can I come in and they're like oh my god yeah he says I know your son we go to Harvard together and they go oh my god you know our son and he starts spewing all of these facts about their kids and they're like oh my god and he's so charming in it and so wonderful and he makes them dinner and he's just like he's this magical guy like he just shows up and he's yeah he ends up making everyone like laugh and he's so wonderful and Ian McK- he tells everyone he's the son of Sidney Poitier to further like earn their trust. And so he says he's making a live action version of Cats. And Ian McKellen at one point goes, oh, well, just promise me that I'll be in a live action version of Cats. Cut to modern times. <laughs> Ian McKellen is in the live action version of Cats. Okay. Which really blew my mind. And I don't think that that clip, which I did put on the internet, got enough traction, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, it needs I to be a double feature. Twist. It does. It does. It is uh, six degrees. Go rent it. It is just, I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere. It's one of the best. Why do we get on this? I have Will Smith. Smurfs. Smurfs. Oh, extras. Uh, Smurfs film. Why do we talk about this? <laughs> what? How did we start on this? Oh, yes. Oh, and I, I feel like you didn't finish your weekend. We were talking about the carpet man. Sitting the carpet. Oh, yeah. I was well, an extra in music and lyrics. I look horrible in it. Um, oh. I knew uh, the girl who was like, the assistant to the producer, she may have even been an associate producer on it, uh, invited my friend at the time and I to be in it. And that was my first and last taste really of extras. Although that's not true because then I worked on a talk show in LA for Byron Allen. I really had quite the career. You can never take that away from me. My career. <laughs> try, try though they might. No, but we had, our show was so bad that they couldn't even get real audience people. So they had to pay audience members 50 (laughs) bucks a day to sit there. And by the end of the day, these poor people who were just, I mean, I would say, put it this way. They moved to LA with a big dream. And now they were sitting in the audience of a failed, horrible talk show that nobody watched. (laughs) um, Just pretending to laugh. Some of them were really nice. Like I remember some of them were really encouraging. And if any of you out there who are extras, who are encouraging or listening, can I just say thank you? Because truly some of them went above and beyond Mm. to be present and like laugh and encourage. Because you know, when you're performing for a dead crowd. So to those few that were present, I want you to know, I acknowledge you and I thank you because you actually did make our jobs easier. So thank you for that. See, I'm nice. The first, um, the first time I ever came to New York City, I I, w- I went to a paid, uh, I was a paid audience member in a talk show, the Mother Love Show. And oh my god, I that's sat, funny. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Uh-huh. And so I was sitting next to somebody, and I was just like making conversation, and she looked really nervous. And then of course she was one of the persons that had a problem that they would call from the audience to come on oh, down. No. And, then, and the gimmick was there was a door frame, and like. Like in the middle of the stage, and someone was just standing right behind the door frame. It's like, who's behind the door? And it's like, it would be, you know, the X or whatever. Um, it was really fun, but I made sure to like make extra huge smiles and really clap my arm or you yeah. know, hands and arms and like really liven it up. And just like, I got a couple like uh, shots <laughs> in the thing. They kept coming, they cut back to me a couple times. I was like, come on, guys, let's, you, if you want to be on TV, come on. I mean, Earn the fucking shot. I only think of one thing when we're talking about this, which is Wendy Williams on Halloween. What was that? (laughs) 
still the funniest part. What was that? And then cut back to that mask. That really is one of the funniest things maybe that's ever happened, I must say. Then I'm cutting back to that zombie mask. I'm sorry. I don't mean to dissect it here. But at this time right now at 1230, it's really getting me. And that's that. Um, okay, hold on. Grinder question. I yeah. saw a tweet go viral on Twitter where a guy, uh, maybe you saw it actually. I don't know if you're on Twitter anymore, but a guy was like, no. uh, Hey guys on Grinder, don't do this. And essentially he was waiting for his was it food. At, it was Dan. He was waiting for his food at, I don't know, at Chipotle or something. And the guy, because Grinder tells you this guy is five feet away from you or however close they are. He right. took a photo of the guy and wrote, mmm, and like texted him the picture of him. Mm, I mean... Yay or nay, Dan Acton? <laughs> How can you say anything but nay? It's so fucking weird. If, you, if the guy is hot, then it's like, yay. And if you don't like it, or if you are attracted to the guy, you would be like, yay. And if you're not, it's nay. And uh, <laughs> that's a roll of the dice. Chipotle. Take it from the horse I would, that I, I would hopped wait. on. It's a Chipotle. Take By it from the, the horse once I hopped on it. Nay. Nay. I don't nay, know nay. what I don't know what you're gonna do after both of you have had Chipotle. So that's one thing. But like I think <sighs> Well guys, that is the end of the free version of Midnight Snack. I know you're shocked to hear it, but here's the good news. If you go to patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L, this is such a meaty episode. There is so much meat on the bone of this Midnight Snack. You will not be sorry. It's uh, only $7 a month. You get these super long Midnight Snack episodes. And then for 12 bucks a month, you get daily Michelle Collins shows. And who wouldn't want that? your whole matrix collapses, but I would think you would want it. So anyway, go to patreon.com slash mishcall, uh, sign up. Uh, but either way, just thank you for listening. We love you and we will see you next week. Bye everybody. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, 
go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.